this has got to be a couple months at this point. Uh, keep in mind, I'm I'm definitely behind on on shit that's been happening because I was uh, on a hiatus for a couple months. But so me me and Zoe were, were at this fucking swanky little uh, supermarket called Air One in Los Angeles, which is just a fucking scam. You you walk in there, you, you get there, it's like every, everyone's hot. Um, there's like a hot bar, acai bowls, lattes. I, I think it's it, it is absolutely insane. It might be the most expensive grocery store in the fucking country. Actually, it's gotta be. A gallon, a uh, fucking a gallon, a dozen eggs is like eleven dollars. Um, and like a fucking uh, bundle of broccoli is like fucking like seven dollars. It's absolutely insane. It, it is L.A. At its core, if you want to get rid of all the fucking jerk-offs who drive G-Wagons that just live off daddy's money, just bomb a fucking Erewhon, and you'll take out all those pricks. But Zoe and I, we go there because, it, it, you know, it, it's it's fast, it's efficient, they have a decent hot bar, it's expensive, yes, but really, in LA, you're, you're going to pay the same amount of price at any fucking restaurant, the food's going to suck, and you're probably a waiter's going to suck dick too, so why not just go to a hot bar and, and eat outside, with Zoe and look at some fucking chicks walk by in yoga pants. You know what I mean? So we get our food. We're outside. We're sitting down. And, um, you know, I already don't love eating when it's, like, really busy out. It's a Saturday. And, like, everyone's walking by and shit. And just, I'm weird. But so we're eating. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these, like, two little girls just fucking flank to our table. And it's these two little chicks. Probably, like, you know, one's eight. One's 13. And, um... They get a box of candy bars, and they go, "Excuse me, would you would you like to buy uh, some candy bars? We're, we're we're going on a cheerleading trip in Florida, and we're trying to raise money." And I, I I ignore. I look my I look down, and I just keep eating my food. Zoe, the poor thing, she's like, "Oh, um, yeah, H- how much?" And they're like, "Uh, they're six dollars a candy bar, but we'll do um two for ten or uh three for fucking sixteen or whatever." And I'm just like, what? I look at Zoe. I'm like, you're on your own, bitch. You fucked up. You should put your head down and put your, <laughs> keep eating your chicken noodle soup. Like, it's on you now. I don't even fucking know you. No wobble inglace, bitch. And she's like, oh, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just do one. She's like, oh, come on, how about three for twenty, or three, three for sixteen? And Zoe's like, no, I, I, I'll just do one. She's like, oh, come on, please, we want, we want to go to Florida. And I'm like. Listen, bitch, you're, sell- you're selling $6 candy bars. Mark Cuban wants a fucking cut of this shit. Go on the fucking Shark Tank. What do you think you guys are doing? This is ludicrous. So Zoe buys a candy bar for $6, and uh, the chick, like, you know, like, okay, we-, we take Venmo, and Zoe Venmos, and she's like, and, and-, and can you put uh, GC, which is probably her fucking initials, and, like, I'm just, like, I'm just, like, sitting there going... The fucking gall on these people to come up and, dude, clearly you're not going to fucking cheerleading in Florida, okay? You're not going to fucking cheerlead in Van Nuys. This is some operation that you guys put together. Some adults gathered around and were like, what if we put cute little black kids together, have some candy bars, sell them for $6 a bar, we tell them we're going to Florida for a fucking cheerleading trip, but really, we just whack up the fucking money, whoever sells the most candy bars, we give them a buck or two, and that's that. And they walk away, and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, okay, you want to set up shop outside of a Starbucks or a Ralph's or something and sell these bars, 
great. But as soon as you go into an establishment and you start selling candy bars and shit to people while they're sitting down, eating somewhere, that's where I draw the fucking line. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as, like, I'm in an establishment, you can't come and solicit. You know, and also, on the business side, it's like, they should be coming out, see these chicks, and be like, listen, sweetheart, you know, take your fucking candy bars and take a walk. Go to the corner by that fucking, uh, you know, uh, Vaughn's, and go sell them there. People are trying to enjoy their overpriced fucking sandwiches here. So we leave, and it puts me in a bad mood, and it's always like, you know, overly, oh, it's not that big of a deal, okay? It's, it's girls that want to cheerlead. I'm like, listen, babe, they ain't fucking cheerleading, all right? This is an operation, all right? These chicks are selling uh, candy bars, like Pablo Escobar selling cocaine, okay? Willy-nilly, making a lot of money, and they're fucking hurting a lot of people. So a couple weeks later, fast forward, and Zoe and I are walking to uh, dinner to meet Pat and Marissa, and we are walking by this Mendocino Farms, and this Mendocino Farms has a way more, like, closed-off area. This, like, supermarket that we were eating at, supermarket, this food store, whatever, this fucking rip-off place, they have, like, chairs around it, so it's, like, not exactly blocked off, but you can tell you're definitely, like, eating at this place. This Mendocino Farms, you have to, like, walk into the fucking establishment, <clears throat> and, like, you're in a restaurant, but there's a patio area that you can see, to, you can see the street. So we're walking on the street, and we're walking by this place to go to the sushi place, <clears throat> and we see the two same fucking chicks with the box of bars, and these people are trying to eat their dinner, and like, excuse me, <clears throat> we want to go to um, Florida for cheerleading, it's uh, $6 a candy bar, and I'm like, <clears throat> what are you doing? You should not be able to do this. Is it me? When you go somewhere, you've already spent your money, you're sitting down, you're trying to enjoy yourself, <clears throat> all of a sudden you're fucking berated by people selling, it already should be illegal <clears throat> to have people sell you shit outside of the supermarket. It's like, really, you, you, you want to make an errand more annoying, not only do I have to drive, get a fucking cart, go around, pick out apples, do the math on should I get 16 paper towels for 4.49 but they're only 15 sheets or should I get 13 towels for 16.79 but they're 17 sheets I got to do fucking quick math buying fucking bounty I'm already flustered I'm fucking retarded what eggs are the best what's going to give me cancer what's not going to give me cancer uh, can I get some Hershey kisses I like sweets but I'm getting fucking fat I finally get through all of that I work out the self check it beeps Beep, 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 beep. Something's fucked up. The, the the bag lady comes over. Sir, you gotta scan your chicken this way, okay? Do you know how to operate the machine? I'm like, yeah, I know how to operate the machine. Just scan the fucking thing. Let me get out of here. Get through self-check. Get home. You finally get through self-check. You walk outside. And then some fucking jerk-off with a clipboard and an iPad goes, Sir, would you like to donate to the D.A.R.E. program? Go fuck yourself, pal. I smoke weed. And welcome to the podcast, folks. This just counts to 10. I am your host, Vinny Falcone, and this is the Anchor Management Podcast that won't help you with your anger. We'll just get angry together. What's going on, guys? How you doing? I'm back. Two weeks in a row. Come on. Who's your fucking, who's your fucking boy? Come on. Who takes care of you? And guess what? You take care of me. Whenever I check the computer to see what crazy fucks are listening to this shit, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm not alone. Okay, there's some people from Australia, some fuck from fucking Ohio, Nebraska, uh, Florida, Boston. Okay, especially Boston, those crazy pricks. Maine, listen, appreciate you, 
appreciate you. But yeah, that just pisses me off, man. It really does. And like, listen, I'm all about donations and shit. I had to do it for football. I had to do it for baseball. But it's like, the thing with that is you got to be at a stationary spot to where people have the option to walk by or leave. If I'm sitting down enjoying a meal, I'm locked in. I can't leave. I'm in the establishment. I've paid my fucking bill or I'm waiting. I can't even leave. I haven't paid my bill. You know, I went to the, I went to the grocery store. Yeah, I bought everything. So I've, I'm done. I'm settled up. I can put it in a to-go box and leave. But who wants to do that? I've already sat down. If I'm at a restaurant, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to flag down my waiter, get a fucking check, a to-go bag. By the time that comes, you already sold me 16 fucking candy bars. <laughs> I can't pay my student loan this month because you're charging $6 a fucking bar. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Um, so, the apartment complex that Zoe and I live in is... It's fine. It's it's a uh, it's a C plus property. Uh, if you're in the <laughs> into the real estate terms, it's uh, nothing crazy on the lower end, but it's charming. Gets the job done. But they're kind of like annoying with some shit. One of which is just like they're just cheap. They're cheap. They don't replace things. There's an electrical panel that my buddy Coach, who's an electrician, found. He's like, holy shit! You, you, you know what this electro electrical panel is? I'm like, no, Kyle. I don't know what this fucking electrical panel is. All right, I'm barely getting by over here. You think I got fucking, I know, electrical panels in my spare time? No, what's going on, man? He's like, this thing was recalled. This thing is known to um, overheat and fucking uh, cause fires. You, you, you didn't know this? Like, no, no, but now I can't not think about it. I, <laughs> well, fuck me, man. So you're telling me I could turn on the fucking dryer and the stove and go out for real quick, and then I come back, my fucking apartment's going to be on fire, and Bello is going to be fucking... Al dente. He's like, yeah, man, you should call your landlord and tell him about this. So the next day, I called him. Nothing, nothing for a week. Calls him again. Nothing for a week. Just he just has not fucking has not responded to anything. So um, just shit like that. But Zoe and I we get back from Hawaii, and of course the first thing that happens when we get back from Hawaii, like when you, when you get back from a vacation, we, we also we made a point to like clean our apartment before we left on vacation. So that way, when we came home, we would come home to like a nice clean apartment. You know, we just unpack, everything's clean, organized. We don't have to do anything. Da da da. Well, we come home, the apartment's clean, but the fucking um, the fucking. This, uh, God damn it. The sink is clogged. So there's two sinks. One side's your traditional sink. The other sink has the garbage disposal. They're both clogged up. It looks like a fucking um, dwarf's hot tub. It's just backed up. Water's there. Food particles. The whole nine yards. So you call the plumber. And, you know, I get it. This guy, he's all over town. He's like their preferred plumber. So he's doing a ton of jobs every day. Going all over LA. I get it. He's stressed. But everybody comes in, it's just, there's no chit-chat, there's no, hey, how are you? He kicks his shoes off, real, he um, wipes his shoes off real quick, and goes to work. What, Which, whatever, dude, listen, you don't gotta fucking jerk me off, just come in, do the job, and leave. I mean, I like a little bit, hey, how are you, how things going? What's the problem? That it, I just go, hey, so the, I got it. And he comes in, I'm like, okay, do your thing. So, I'm working from home, so he's in the kitchen for maybe... Maybe five minutes. I'm not even kidding. Five minutes, seven minutes. He's snaking the sink. I hear it. He pulls out, gets it. Like the door's closed in the office. I just hear, okay, we're good. And I'm just like, thank you. And he just fucking slams the door and goes in and out, six, seven minutes. And I'm like, fuck it. I go over to the sink, uh, run the water, run the, the garbage disposal. Boom, it's done. 
Great. Two weeks later, we get a notice in the mail saying that they've charged us $80. Yes, $80 because it was a grease buildup. Okay. Now, Zoe and I have been living in apartments for over a decade now, okay, combined, over almost a decade myself. And we know that with these sinks, you cannot put grease down the drain. Now, have I learned the hard way? Yes. Was I just always this, you know, responsible? No. I learned the hard way where the the, the plumber came by. He's like, do you put grease down the drain? I'm like, yeah. He's like, don't do that. So it's, like, it's not like I fucking just knew this shit. I learned. My point is we, we make an effort not to put grease down the drain. Whenever we cook fucking steak, chicken, fish, or whatever, we pour the grease into a fucking seltzer can that we that we, we ripped the top off of, and we put the seltzer can into the freezer so it's a solid, boom, science. You know what I mean? We do that all the time. So I get this fucking notice saying, oh, it's grease, $80. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm calling everyone in the apartment complex to figure out what the fuck is going on, and I refuse to fucking pay this thing. And they already added it to our account online. Didn't tell us, just fucking build us. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? How do you know this is Greece? How do you, who said panic? Who said panic? How do you know this is Greece? You come in here, you get a fucking snake, you stink this thing, and you leave. You're here for six minutes. Did you do a deep dive analysis on what the fuck was going on? Did you pull out a fucking T-bone, pal? Like, how do you know? Did you pull out grease? Show me the grease. Did, c- could you at least stop by after you're done and say, hey, listen, you putting grease in the drain? I, I found grease. Like, talk to me a little bit. You're fucking in and out. You're barely saying hello. So we got that. We're dealing with that bullshit. I'm still not fucking paying that thing, and I still haven't got a word from anybody, and I won't pay that thing. I won't. So now, fast forward a month later. This is probably at this point three weeks ago, but like you know, a month after the sink thing or two months after the sink thing. I'm working from home again. All of a sudden, Zoe comes out. Babe, the fucking shower won't turn off. I'm like, what? The shower won't turn off. So we have one of these fucking retarded showers where it's three different knobs. It's a hot knob, a cold knob, and then the middle knob turns on. You can, you know, twist it for a bath, twist it for a shower. I fucking hate this setup. I, I cannot stand the setup. The one knob to turn from the shower to the bath is fine. But just give me one fucking knob for the hot and cold, please. I, I've talked about this before years ago. Give me one fucking knob for the hot and the cold please i don't ha- i don't want to balance the hot balance the cold like i'm some fucking mad scientist of like well if i just do a little bit of hot and a little bit of cold and i should have the <laughs> the perfect temperature just give me one fucking knob where one says h one says c and if it's in the middle it's fucking lukewarm if it's at the h i'm scolding hot if it's at the c i'm andrew huberman i'm doing a fucking cold uh, plunge to boost up the brain activity you know what i mean but it's it's one of these stupid fucking things and of course the hot knob just came off the fucking knob just came off i'm using pliers can't turn it off nothing so we call the fucking we call our management company they're in no rush oh yeah sure we'll we'll send someone out um we got a plumber we'll just uh We'll send them out. I'm like, well, okay, just you know, just you know, the hot water is, is scalding right now. Uh, it's coming out full blast. This place is turning into a fucking steam room. My apartment's a one bedroom. So um, yeah, the windows are fogging up. It's like the fucking sex scene at the Titanic. Uh, all of a sudden, Kate Winslet's gonna come by with fucking Jack, uh, banging in the back of the bus. 
you gonna send somebody immediately or take your fucking time? Ah, eh, we're just gonna send, take our time, and you know, you guys can just, you know, uh, you know, uh, pass out from the heat and the steam. Okay, great. Two and a half hours goes by. The fucking water is scalding hot, full blast, coming out. We have to open all of the windows in the house because it is seeping into. I mean, we are we are literally like a fucking Korean spa right now. I wouldn't be surprised if some fucking Asian dude with a towel walks by, scraping skin off his back and fucking hitting himself with leaves. Like we are full bore Korean spa, like bad. And again, this guy comes by, knocks on the door. I'm like, hey, he just storms in, no hello, what's going on? He just go. I mean, listen, I get he has extensive history in this thing, um, but. It's like, there's no like, hey, what's going on kind of thing. He just is like, I know when I look at it, I'll know what's going on, which I'm sure he will. But it's like, can you just, I just, there's no customer service, no like rapport building, you know? So I'm like, hey, just, uh, you know, she was showering, the, the knob came off. Now she, okay, 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 okay. I'm like, okay, man, I'll, I'll go fuck myself. So I go back to work and I'm working and like after like 15, 20 minutes, he goes, excuse me, you want to come over here, please? And I come over there, he's like, okay, so, okay. He's like all, all upset like I'm his fucking kid. And I just got like a fucking C on a test. Okay, listen, okay, so, you're, you're, you're turning, you're twisting the knobs too hard, okay? You're twisting the knobs too hard. You see this washer, okay? This washer was the hot water washer, okay? The other washer, you see, is the cold water washer, okay? Hot water washer, a cold water washer, the hot water washer came off because they are twisting the knob too hard, okay? The cold water washer look way better. You're not twisting it as hard, okay? I'm like, no, 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 listen, pal. It, it, it's me who I, I twist just fucking fine. Are you insinuating? I don't know how to use a fucking shower knob. And then the other bitch that lives here, Zoe, weighs 110 pounds. She can't twist for shit. She can barely give me a fucking hand job. So she's not twisting knobs too hard because I haven't come from a fucking hand job in years. Okay? So believe me, the rip, the fucking wrist and grip strength in this chick ain't strong enough to break a fucking washer. Okay? And he's like, well, the hot water washer erodes very fast because of the heat. Okay, so between the heat and you twisting too hard, that's why it came off. And I'm like, okay, it's not, it's that, that's not the fucking reason, jerk off. Maybe it's just a fucking old washer. That thing looks old. Do you have detailed cataloging of when this was replaced last? Do you know that? No, I, I don't know when this was replaced. Okay, well, maybe it's a fucking old washer, pal. Huh? And he's like, he's like, show me how you turn the, the shower on and tell me and show me how you turn the shower off. So I turn the fucking shower on, the water comes out, I turn the shower off. He's like, I'm like, that's it. He goes, see, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong, pal, but when it's on, I've succeeded in turning it on. When the water ceases to come out, I've done my job at turning it off. So explain to me what the fuck I'm doing wrong over here. He's like, he's like open the middle thing. Open it to where now the bath water comes out. So I turn the thing on and a little bit of water comes out. He goes, you see, you got to make sure you, when you turn the shower off, you turn the knob so the water comes out of the tub or else that water is going to stay behind the wall, create a pressure, a washer comes off. And I'm like, dude, 
No one has ever told me that. I've been taking showers for fucking 31 years. No one's ever told me that. Maybe this is a stupid fucking system. Maybe you're just breaking balls over here because you're breaking balls. Because that fucking washer that you showed me looks like my fucking grandfather's testicle. That thing is so fucking old, decrepit, and malfunctioning that maybe it was just a fucking washer and not my limp wrist fucking fiance turning it off too hard. You know what I mean? He's like, okay. I'm like, so am I going to fucking get charged for this? Am I going to get fucking, am I going to have to pay for this shit? He goes, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't do, I don't do the billing. I don't do anything. I just, I just, I'm going to add my report and that's it. And I go, okay, Tony Montana, what's your fucking report going to say? And he goes, I am, it's going to say that the uh, washer, the wa- it was a bad washer. I go, yeah. And what caused that bad washer? He's like, I don't know. I just, I'm like, you know, you, you know what I'm getting at here, man. He's like, yeah, I, I know. I'm like, you know, you know, you know what I mean. It's like maybe it's just an old fucking washer. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's like, no, I, I get, it, I get it, man. And I'm like, okay. How about a beer? You, you want, a, you want a beer? You, you drink when you get off of work. You know what I mean? Let's make sure this report's okay. He's like, no, I don't, I don't drink, man. I, I don't, I, I don't drink. I'm like, take a fucking beer, dude. Take a beer. I'm telling you, to take a beer. I have so many beers. Take this beer. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take a beer. I, I, I don't, I don't drink. Seltzer? You like seltzer? I got Lacroix. Huh? Trader Joe's sparkling? What do you got? He's like, ah, what kind of uh, LaCroix? I go, Popple Moose. I believe that's watermelon in your language. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll take a LaCroix. I'm like, okay, there you go. So we're good? Yeah, man, we're, we're, we're good. I'm like, okay, okay. Now get the fuck out of here, pal. Fucking knobs too tight. Came to the shower off. Can you believe that fucking shit? Insinuating that my fiance and I don't have to fucking turn a shower off properly? And guess what? Since that prick came in here, now the knobs, you can't even fucking turn them. It's like they won't fucking twist. And I, I just know if I fucking call, he's somehow going to fucking blame it on us. It's like, really? I don't know how to turn a fucking knob off? Stupid shit. Really fucking pissed me off. All right, what do we got? How many, how many guys for time? Um, okay, great. I'll do one more thing, and then I got stuff for next week. Beautiful. All right, so this was <clears throat> on Valentine's Day. Um, my buddy Augustino, um, met him. I'm sure you've heard him a bunch of the podcast. I met him when I f- basically when I first got to LA. I went to an open mic. It was a booked open mic. Met him. He started throwing me on shows, mics. I met like Joey Diaz through him, Steve Simone, Lee Syatt. And he's always like been really good to me and Pat, give, given us, I mean, he's given me, oh my God, dozens of gigs. So he reached out to Pat and I um, back, you know, several months ago. He's like, hey man, he says, guys, I'm going to Sacramento and um, going to Sacramento, I'm doing two shows. I need uh, a host and uh, a feature and I'm going to headline. Do you guys want to do it? And we're like, fuck yeah, awesome. So... I just, you know, if anyone from work is listening, I fucking hope not. Hopefully you don't know about this podcast. If you are, keep your fucking mouth shut. Shit happens when you're fucking partying naked. You know what I mean? So I take some time off to go up to uh, Sacramento to do these shows. Take two days off. So me and Pat, we leave crack ass early on Tuesday, the day of the show. We drive five and a half, six hours, whatever it is. Up to Sacramento, and it's a fun time. It's a fun road trip. We're doing fucking road, you know, road gig, fucking road gig. Augustino's putting us up in a, in a hotel. He's going to pay us. 
always always take i, I want to i want to make that clear because a lot of comics don't take care of their openers and their hosts augustino always takes care of us so he, we drive up there it's fun we're passing fucking like farms and shit we're in bumfuck fucking california the show itself is actually in Folsom, so we're gonna be playing the same city that fucking johnny cash is notoriously you know notorious for going to da, da, da. so we arrive around like two o'clock in the afternoon the first show is at first show is 6 30 second show is 8 30 Right at two, check into the hotel. Nice hotel, two beds, nice shower set up. Da da da. And our plan is, well, listen, we're taking off Tuesday to commute and do the shows. We're taking off Wednesday to drive back. So Wednesday morning, let's play a fucking round of golf. Let's make a fucking day out of it. You know what I mean? It's gonna be awesome. We got two shows. We'll play some golf. Bada beep, bada boop. Da da da. And I'm a little nervous about this venue because it's at a brewery. Apparently, breweries are the new thing for 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 stand up because the comics make more money at the breweries than clubs because clubs are getting fucking greedy. Like they're taking like merchandise and shit. So, breweries are the new thing, and I've always been sketchy about breweries because. I just they're not conducive to comedy in my opinion. But last April when Pat and I opened for Augustino up in Paso Robles at a brewery, I was like, this show's gonna fucking suck. It's at a brewery. One of my favorite shows, maybe my favorite show ever that I've done. The room did not look conducive to comedy. It was kinda weird, but it was the best show. The best fucking audience. Past Robles is awesome. The people like waited after the show to thank all of us for coming up and thanking us for like taking the time to do stand up. It, it was amazing. So I'm like, all right, another brewery. Last time was awesome. It's Valentine's Day. All of my material is about dating my fiance, living with her, you know, all that kind of shit. It should be very topical. And it, I mean, honestly, in my head, this is not like me. I'm like, I should fucking do really well. And that's, I'm like, I cannot stress this enough. I normally think it's going to be horrible. They're going to hate me. I just kill myself. So we get to the hotel. We check in. Um, we want to bang out a workout at 24-hour fitness because we have that thing where we can work out anywhere. Um, so we go to a 24-hour fitness. We bang out a workout. We come back. We take a shower. We get all dressed up. We're going to fucking pick up Augustino. Fucking comedy, baby. We're doing a road gig. I'm doing it with my fucking, one of my best friends. And it's just awesome. So, we pick up our casino, and we arrive at the brewery. Now, we walk into the brewery, and right off the bat, I just know, okay, this is not going to be like last show. This is not, this is not where you do comedy, folks. This is not where you fucking do comedy. It's a traditional, all right, so it's a huge area. And in that area, there are different subsectors. So there's one very large room, and when you first walk in, there is a rectangular bar that's just a regular bar. Now, around the other area, uh, the large, I'm oh, sorry, bear with me, one large room, do you follow me? In this very large room, there are tables. On one part of the room, tucked to the side, is a rectangular bar. Then all the other tables are around, and then in the kind of the middle of this very large room is a uh, little room that is all glass. And it looks like a like every side of the um, room is a garage door. And all these doors are rolled up. So in this room, it is basically open to the larger area of the room. Now, if, the, the, if all the doors were shut, it'd be almost like this little comedy club inside. 
but instead of it being shut, they've opened up all the garage doors because just outside of the perimeter of the small room are some tables that are in the larger area. If this makes sense, great. If not, I'm sorry. Basically, there's a little small room in the middle of this large room. But because all these garage doors are open, it's fucking loud. And this small room is basically just non-existent you're just you're just you're just basically in this large fucking room with no closed off access to make it more secluded block out noise anything like that so we get there we do a sound check the fucking speaker isn't working their microphone is not working thank god augustino brought literally a little fucking karaoke microphone it is a you know, two feet high, little karaoke thing with the, the flashing blue lights. It's kind of like the machine they they use in Lost in Translations when they're doing fucking karaoke in Japan. And there's a little fucking janky ass fucking microphone that's like half the size as their traditional microphone with a mic cord that's like three feet long. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So not only are we not only were we already competing with sound because they're not blocking off this little room, they're leaving all of the the fucking doors open and the fucking walls open. Not only are we competing with that noise of the larger area, but now our only fucking audio system is janky as shit and doesn't even work. It's cutting in and out. Sometimes it just wasn't working. And showtime is in fucking twenty minutes, thirty minutes. So Pat's the host, I'm featuring, Augustino's headlining. Pat's doing 15, I'm doing 20, and Augustino's doing like 45. So we're trying to figure it out. It's showtime, everyone's in there. It's dinner time, everyone's fucking eating, it's loud. Pat goes up and fucking poor Pat, the first, I don't know, 10 minutes out of his 15 minute set, he just doesn't have a microphone. Not only does he not have a fucking microphone or a mic system, me and Augustino and the fucking manager of the bar keep popping in behind Pat to fucking play with the speakers. So, like, no one can listen to him. People in the back tables are starting to walk or complain because they can't hear. People in the room are amazing sports, but they can't hear. But they're still kind of laughing along because you can hear a little bit here and there. But they're just being good sports. So for basically 95% of Pat's set, you just couldn't hear shit here and there. But, like, they're laughing a little bit because, like, you know, here and there he'd make a joke and stuff. They could hear him. He did an amazing job for what it was worth. He was professional, everything like that. Finally, the last, like, three or four minutes, we get it working. He finishes strong. Then he calls me up. I do my act. And it's working, but like the microphone is so weird and so sensitive and hot that if you put it far from your mouth, you can't hear. But if you put it close to your mouth and talk relatively louder than room, you know, like a like inside voice, it kind of like, um, like burns out the like it bleeds out the sound, kind of like you know it um what's it called um, like uh fucking maxes out the volumes, whatever the technical term is, right? Blows out the volume, whatever the fuck. So I'm doing my act, and like it's a great crowd, and like I'm I'm doing pretty good, um. But it's it's a weird it's a weird fucking show because our job really, Pat and I, is just to warm them up, buy time for them to get drinks and to eat food, and then by the time that we're done, they should be have eaten, have a couple drinks in them, and are ready to really laugh. And then by the time the Augustino comes on, they're just ready to go, right? So I finish my act. I do, I think, like 18 and a half minutes, 19 minutes. So I do almost my full time exactly. 
I get off, feel really good. Me and Pat hang out. Uh, we get a free meal. So we're going to like, you know, do the second show and then eat our free meal and hang out. We're like, we're feeling good. We're feeling good. Like Pat's feeling good, even though he couldn't really have like a decent set. But so Augustino goes up. He does a great job. Everyone filters out. A ton of people come up to us. Guys, thanks so much. That was fucking awesome. Like really funny. Da da da. Appreciate it. Just, just great people. So me and Pat are thinking, holy shit, this is the fucking early show and they're this cool. What's the late show going to be like? That's going to be fucking awesome. If these people were fucking great, this is a 6.30 show, the 8.30 show should be fucking sick. So, sure enough, we work with the speaker a little more, we tone it a little better. It still sucks, but it's better. And at least, you know, Pat should have a fucking normal set. So people from the 830 start shuffling in, and I gotta be honest, I get a bad feeling immediately. I, I look at these sad fucking sacks, and I'm like, holy shit, these people look miserable. Like, there's a couple of groups where I'm like, they'll be fun, they'll be fun, but like 90% of the people, I'm just like, what the fuck? So, kick off the show, Pat goes up, the poor fucking guy just does not get anything for 15 minutes. I mean... He had him for a little bit towards the tail end, but then lost him on the closer and then did a different closer and got a decent thing, but just didn't just, it was just tough, man. Like, like I've seen Pat do stand up hundreds of times. He had a good set. His jokes were good. They were, they were well constructed. It was funny. Um, They just gave him nothing. And guess what? Even though it's the 8.30 show, they're not just doing drinks. They're doing food too. So they're eating again while they're watching stand-up. Like, and I'm talking like, not like club food where it's like, oh, a pretzel or a basket of fucking wings or, you know, some hot nuts or something. Full-blown meals, nachos, burgers and fries, fucking, um, you know, whatever, steak, mashed, but like, li- like full-blown fucking meals these people are eating. So he calls me up and I'm like, okay, well, again, I'm hoping that like my relationship material will be a differentiator and hopefully it hits home a little harder. I go up there and like my first couple jokes do pretty good, but like, you know, I can tell it's a set I'm going to have to work for. And then just, I do some crowd work and like the crowd work, I objectively riff really well, but like just tepid laughter and like there's just zero momentum being built. I get a laugh, (laughs) silence. (laughs) <laughs> silence and it just is fucking rough man and they're just not they're just <laughs> god they're just not into me they're not into me i mean i'm not bombing by any means but if 10 is killing i am hovering around like a six and a half seven some jokes got an eight but i i, I am i am on an average at a six and a half seven so I, I'm just like, you know what, they're not liking the dirty shit at all, even though it's not that dirty, and, and you know what, honestly, the la- I forget the last joke I did, or the, you know, the joke I had just done, and I'm like, if that didn't get a good laugh, I just, let me just do my closer, and let me just get the fuck out of here, because the closer works, let me just do that, I probably am a little short of my time, but I can just end on a strong note, and just get the fuck out of here, and just like, be done with this show, and just fucking get paid, get laid, and get my fucking meal in, and just be done, you know, so I do my closer, it gets less than nothing, I think someone almost booed, 
This is a closer that I've done dozens of times. So much so that one time I did a show uh, with my buddy Cam in Monrovia. The bar had a social media team that films all the sets. After I did my closer, I walked off. The guy fucking stopped me. And again, I'm not tooting my own fucking horn. I'm just like, just give you some perspective. The guy stopped me and said, dude, I just, I filmed your whole set. I filmed that closer. I know for a fact that your closer you just did, the way we edit and stuff, is going to go viral on TikTok. Is it okay if I post it and send it to you? I'm like, fuck yeah, do that. I do that closer, it gets less than fucking nothing. So I leave the stage (laughs) in silence. Like I just did a fucking Shakespearean monologue and they're left speechless. Okay, I walk off, I look at my timer, I did like 15 and a half, 16 minutes. So like four, four to five minutes short of what I'm supposed to do. I get the fuck out of there. I cannot even make eye contact with people. I eat my cold food, and then Pat and I just sit there in the booth going like, holy fucking shit. Did we seriously? Is this seriously just what happened? Like, we were both questioning whether or not we should be fucking doing comedy. It was that bad. We were so fucking heartbroken, we didn't know what the fuck to do. So... We're sitting there, we're eating food, we're just like doing like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Augustino's like doing pretty good. He was supposed to do 45, he did like 30 or 35, he did like 10 minutes short, because even though he was doing well, he was not doing nearly as well as he did in the first show, but he, he still did He did, still did way fucking better than us, but still, even he cut short his set. So we he finishes up, me and Pat are just like, I mean, you know, we're trying to like stay chipper, just like not to be like weird or whatever, but we're objectively upset. Like it just was not a great night. Like I had a, at least I had a good first set, but Pat had a shitty first set because he was doing with the fucking microphone. His second set fucking just, just, yeah, he basically bombed. Poor fucking guy. I did tepid at, at best, and then my fucking closer bombed. So we're in the car, we're driving Augustino home, we're all chipper, you know, yeah, we're making jokes that uh, as soon as Augustino gets out, me and Pat are just like, holy shit, man, should we just fucking kill ourselves? And Pat's like, just drive off the road, just drive off the fucking road. We get back to our hotel, I, Pat is always more chipper than me and more positive than me, he is the most depressive I've ever seen him after a show. We go to the hotel bar. I buy him a drink. We're drinking. I'm like, dude, let's go up to the room and, and finish this drink. We're just laying in bed, drinking our fucking drink, talking about how, like, holy shit, that was miserable. You know, we're eating fucking snacks, drinking mezcal, and then I'm like, you know what, Pat, let's just go to sleep. This is not our fucking day. It happens. They didn't like us. The venue fucking sucked. They didn't. They weren't a huge fan of us, whatever. Let's just get up. We'll go play golf tomorrow. And have fun. We go to bed. We get up. We drive to this golf course. The golf course is a piece of shit. But we're poor. So it's all that we can afford. And I'm like. In my head. And I also said out loud eventually. I'm like. If I don't play well today. There's a decent chance I might just fucking jump off a bridge. Because I. After last night's show. I I just. (laughs) I need something. Well guess what. Get on the first tee, and I cannot hit a fucking ball the entire day. I'm like, just, I am trying so hard not to break clubs. 
throw shit, curse. I'm with these two other fucking guys. And the one guy is just, he's, he means well, but he's one of the most annoying guys I've ever been around. Just making dumb jokes, wouldn't shut the fuck up. Nice guy, but like, keeps trying to give me pointers. I'm like, listen, guy, I know you're good at golf, but so am I. I can play well. This is not how I play ever. I can't hit a fucking ball today. Stop giving me pointers, you fucking cocksucker. Okay? And for 18 holes, Pat and I are just fucking hacking around, playing a game of whack fuck. And then finally, we get off the golf course, and we're just are just both like, dude, let's just get the fuck out of here. We drive home, and we're just like, dude, let's shake this one off and get back at it again. Now, I know that last part wasn't fucking funny at all, but just kind of fill you in what exactly happened um, in my life and all that kind of good shit. At least it was entertaining or a riveting story. But, um, but yeah, guys, I will be back next week. I went on a business trip. First business trip that's sales oriented, trying to get you know clients. So uh, I a bunch of shit went down. So uh, next episode will be all about that. Um, some good flying humor. Um, some taking out client stuff. Uh, there was a hooker. I came across a hooker, a real-life hooker. I talk, I spoke with a hooker, a prostitute, an escort, actually. There was that. Um, and, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, sorry the uh, the ending wasn't that fun E, but uh, at least it was somewhat interesting to kind of hear what, uh, what happened. Anyway, I'll shut the fuck up. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Bye.